Good morning and welcome to the second podcast of Black Breast Cancer. My name is Marlene Ellis and I'm going to be talking to you on this podcast all things breast cancer that impact people of African heritage. So I'm going to start with the myths of breast cancer. Ten myths that I am going to bust for your information. So, number one, breast cancer is a white disease. I saw, I met a woman a couple of weeks ago in West Norwood, South London in England. I was giving out flyers and promoting the website blackbreastcancer.com and she, in utter amazement, looked at me and said, I didn't know black women could get this disease. And I looked back in utter amazement thinking, where have you been? So we had a very important discussion together where we were both educated She was educated about black women and breast cancer, and I was educated about the amount of black women on the ground that still don't know that this is a life-threatening illness for us. So let's be clear, black breast cancer is not a white disease. It impacts us so much that we have a 40% higher death rate than white women for the same diagnosis. Okay. Myth number two, an annual mammogram is all you need. Well, not necessarily. From a black perspective, mammograms can get it wrong up to 30% of the time for us, largely because we have, on average, bigger breasts, the, the breast tissue has a higher density level, and so sometimes mammograms don't pick up the lumps. Get to know your breasts. You'll know if you have big breasts or not. You'll know if you have very firm, dense tissue or not and be informed, check my website, there is a section on mammograms, and if you need to, you go and ask your doctor for an MRI scan. Follow your intuition, sometimes you can get a mammogram, they tell you, no, everything's fine, where you feel that no, it isn't. And we call these false negatives. So follow your intuition. Myth number three, all breast cancer lumps are a sign of trouble. No, they are not. Most lumps actually are not cancerous. Only, and really listen to this, only 3 to 6% of lumps are cancerous. Did you hear that? Only 3 to 6% are cancerous. The majority of lumps in your breasts are not cancerous. So please go and get them sorted out. Stop worrying and give yourself some sleepless nights. Myth number four. A good diet can cure breast cancer. The operative word here is cure. Look, we all need to be on good diets. God knows I still need to improve mine and I'll probably be a work in progress for the rest of my life. Everybody needs to be on a good diet. But let's face the facts. There are very fit women, yoga instructors, people that have been fit all their lives that still have got breast cancer. A good diet is important, but it is not a cure in and of itself. So be clear and don't be naive about it. Myth number five, chemical conventional treatments like chemotherapy do more harm than good. I mean, if you live in the developing world, you've got time to say your body's not quite right post-chemotherapy. That is the case for me. I don't feel I've fully recovered. I feel I've got an arthritic knee because some of my cells were so damaged, I ended up with a bad knee. My fitness levels have never recovered. I've never felt so right since I've had chemotherapy, but I am alive to be talking to you. 
Contrast that, say, with sub-Sahara Africa, where only 40% of women survive that five-year survival sort of test. Only 40%, contrast to nearly 90% in the West. African women in sub-Saharan Africa are dying needlessly because they don't have access to good health care. So be very conscious of your privilege when you become critical of chemotherapy. Sure, chemotherapy is not ideal. It burns the body from inside good cells and bad cells. That is not a cure and that can't be ideal long term. But please remember your privilege when you condemn chemotherapy. And yes, just to be clear, some people who haven't taken chemotherapy, they've taken the holistic route, are alive and well. Some people that took the holistic route have passed. Some people that took chemotherapy have passed, have died. Some people that took chemotherapy are living. Let's move on. This is myth number six. Indigenous Africans are suspicious of Western medicines. They prefer witch doctors and herbal medicines. So there's a lot of this because it buys into, this is why black people have got so much breast cancer, so much, so we die of it because we're not sensible enough, it infers. So I looked at a study, a 2019 study that looked at inequities in African breast cancer treatment and the following was found. I just wanna highlight this basic point to you. In Namibia, there was a specialized cancer care center that was free. So everybody, regardless of race and socioeconomic position, used it. Contrast that with Uganda and Nigeria, where healthcare is not free. So only one in six patients in Uganda's major referral hospital and one in three patients at two regional settings in Nigeria had not initiated any type of cancer treatment within one year of diagnosis. What's the key difference between Namibia and Uganda and Nigeria? Free healthcare. There is no universal healthcare in Nigeria and Uganda. So the barriers are financial. Now, if you're a very poor African person and you face a possible diagnosis of breast cancer that you have to pay for and you've got children and you're not guaranteed that what you pay for is going to really save you, you very may well decide to spend that precious money on your children and choose to go to a witch doctor and take herbal medicines instead. I'm not trying to undermine the value of witch doctors and um, herbal medicine because I don't know enough. I absolutely reserve their right to have their very genuine place in healing. But I'm talking about financial choices that I very well may choose in these circumstances to spend money on my children and take a gamble with a witch doctor and herbal treatments, a wing and a prayer, if I was in those circumstances. I don't know, but I may well do that. So I think it's a matter of remembering the context of people's lives when we judge what kind of decisions are being made. Let's challenge it by giving African women free health care and we'll, then we'll see what choices are made. Myth number seven. Breast cancer is not so bad in the Caribbean. 
Actually, I hate this myth because I made it up. I don't think it's a myth. And if it is a myth, it's a stupid thing to say. Breast cancer is not so bad as what in the Caribbean? So you're going to have to join me in pretending this is a myth whilst I now attempt to quell this myth and say this is why it's not a myth. When in fact you're listening to me rambling on, just giving you a little bit of information about the Caribbean. So I've taken most of my information from the most recent breast cancer report I could find called Breast Cancer in the Caribbean 2021. So uh, firstly, healthcare quality right across the Caribbean is generally very poor. The death rate for breast cancer is much higher in this part of the world than in North America and European countries, but that's largely the same as I can say about the global African predicament with breast cancer. We don't have as higher numbers in the Caribbean, and yet we die more. So you can honestly say for the position of people of African heritage with breast cancer, we get it less, we die more. Then there are huge breast cancer variations within the Caribbean. So poorer Caribbean countries are burdened with more advanced breast cancer with expected poorer outcomes. Well, of course, it's not difficult to understand the position of the poor. You know, you've normally got far more burdens and then you feel unwell. So you, you delay your own health because you've got to concentrate on other burdens, other responsibilities, maybe keeping the family together, maybe making sure you hold down your job. And then you start to still feel unwell. You hope it will go away. And then you realise it's not going away. And then you worry that it might be serious. And because you can't afford to have a serious illness, you then delay and procrastinate because you don't want to take that risk of finding out. And then by the time you get to the doctor, breast cancer has spread to stage three and stage four. This is a matter of fact. Disproportionately, we are already at stage three and stage four by the time we get diagnosed. That's black people and poor black people in particular. And the Caribbean is no exception to that pattern. Caribbean countries do not have enough national cancer registers, but those that do are doing better with breast cancer healthcare, earlier detections. And that's what it's about. Look, breast cancer stayed the same, more or less between 1930s and the 1980s until Developing countries realise that if you keep registers and you start getting earlier detections, you've got a better chance of saving lives. So these registers are important. And this is something we should all push for. On behalf of our families in the Caribbean and in Africa, national cancer registers are vital. They will save lives because it's all about earlier detection. So the highest breast cancer incidence in the Caribbean was seen in Barbados, followed by the Bahamas, with the lowest incidence in Haiti. Now, it's interesting. Barbados and the Bahamas have the highest numbers of breast cancer. I wonder, does that correlate with the countries being the most westernised? Is that accurate? Is it fair to say? What do you think? And then the lowest incidence of breast cancer are in Haiti, war-torn, devastated, if ever a group of people have had so much natural disasters and unnatural attacks, it's Haiti. They have the lowest incidence of breast cancer. So is that because they are the least westernised? I'm asking you. Uh, you know, I don't know. However, in most recent breast cancer statistics, on this particular point is Globacon 2020. And they say the leading Caribbean country with the amount of incidence of breast cancer is now Martinique, followed by Barbados, and then Guadeloupe. 
Now, Martinique has also been associated to being a very Francophone Caribbean country. So again, is it symbolic that it's westernized? What do you think? Myth number eight, breast cancer always starts with a lump. No, because of inflammatory breast cancer. Inflammatory breast cancer is a breast that's inflamed, a swollen breast. I'm not a doctor, but the milk ducts in the breast become blocked, uh, a swelling grows and causes a thickening of the lining of the breast and the outward appearance is the skin looks a bit dimpled, like an orange peel. The French, being grandiose, call it peau d'orange, and it's very aggressive form of breast cancer. It's a fairly, not a common breast cancer, but it is an established one, and it tends to be diagnosed at young ages. It is more common in young black women than that of white women. Here's the most important thing to tell you. You can have inflammatory breast cancer without a lump. So this is about you noticing the differences. Your breast would be swollen, maybe a bit red, uh, sore, hot. And you may think, well, I don't have a lump, so it can't be breast cancer. So please get it checked out. And look, if it's your breast is swollen, don't Go to the doctor and have your doctor refer you to have a mammogram because mammograms are looking for lumps, right? So take control. There is some information about your choices for, for treatment and breast screening on my website under, what is it, under types. But I think you need to be asking for an ultrasound. I'm not a medical doctor, right? Remember that. But I think you need to be asking for that. Get yourself informed. You can imagine... Do not allow yourself to be have your breast squashed up in a mammogram test. If your breast is swollen and sore, don't allow that. Okay, inflammatory breast cancer is more, more common in obese women than in women of normal weight. What the hell is normal weight? I don't know. You know, honestly, I'll say this first. In Haiti, weight, obesity was not a factor in whether you had or didn't have breast cancer. So maybe weight is about the Western diet being more toxic than our traditional or cultural diets. Okay, but the truth is not enough research has been done on us as black women. There are not enough black oncologists. In fact, I think there are none in the United Kingdom. So when I say this, you've got to really take this with a pinch of salt because I'm reading the data such as it is. That doesn't mean the data is a true reflection of what's really go going on out there. Myth number nine, I can't have breast cancer without a family history of it. So I absolutely understand why you might think this because there's so much talk about, will black people have more breast cancer because it's hereditary, we've got our mutated genes and, and so we must have this higher thing. The data says about 5 to 10% of breast cancer cases are thought to be hereditary. Only 5 to 10. So it means that our parents, your father and your mother, can pass breast cancer on to you if they carry a mutated gene, the BRCA gene, B-R-C-A. B-R-C-A, BRCA gene 1 is women, BRCA gene 2 is men. That even if they have, it occurs in 5 to 10% of breast cancers. 
And I think there's been a little bit of indulgence in saying black people have breast cancer more than white women, we can die of it more than white women because they have these mutated genes, they're more deadly. A bit like that pathologizing of the black body. Is breast cancer due to what's inside us or is it outside of us in the environment? If it's outside of us, then because there are greater social responsibilities and nobody wants to admit that, people don't really want to acknowledge that. So it's easier to say, well, you know, this is something about what's going on in the black body, nothing to do with us over here. Don't fall into this. Look, I, I think I'm the first person in my family to have breast cancer. As far as I know, there's no hereditary stuff. I've got a cousin who had prostate cancer, but there doesn't seem to be any hereditary stuff. So, and I had breast cancer. So be careful. Don't get too casual about something. Don't feel I've got this lump, but I don't have it in my family. So therefore it cannot be. Please take more caution and care than that. Myth number 10, men do not get breast cancer. Well, I think most of you know by now that men do get breast cancer. Okay, they represent a very small percentage, about 2% of all breast cancers. But I wanna give this statistic to you and I'll put it to you like this. About 2,710 new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed in the US this year about 530 men will die from breast cancer. Is that okay? Here's the thing that I want you to be aware of. Black men have a 76 higher mortality rate than white men do for the same diagnosis. So of that 530 men, 76% of them are going to be black men. Is that all right? Just because they only represent 2% of all breast cancers? So that's food for thought. If you want to know more about this information, please go to my website, www.blackbreastcancer.com. I hope it's been of help to you. I've gone over the 15 minutes. I will try and edit it down. Thank you very much for listening. Together, we will change the environment and conditions that are impacting us as black people with breast cancer. Speak to you soon. Have a good week. Bye-bye.